We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Julius, you haven't been, you guys haven't been able to get the amount of offensive rebounds and loose balls that you were in the, in the Cleveland series. Just what have they done uh, maybe to, to kind of beat you at your own, at your own game almost? Uh, just uh, maybe they wanted more. I don't know. Um, you know, um, that's been who we are all year, and uh, we got to find a way to, you know, step up and, and make those plays if we want to keep the season alive. Julius, to that, where do you go to find that in the middle of a series? Um, I look within. That's all I can say. Look within. How bad do you want? It? Yeah. Okay. So we only have two chats from before the game Thank and they the are Lord. hilarious because okay. shout out. Um, I feel bad for him at this point because his shirt came in the mail today. I know. Shout out Robert Cross. First one. Hashtag 53 wins. It's Robert Cross. They got to win on Wednesday, Robert. That That's the only way we get to 53 wins. Yeah. And then this is right before they announce the starting five. Uh, Deadward 604 everyone dumps on Julius rightfully but no one's saying anything about Tibbs who game plan for one guy as the rest of the heat destroy us talk about outsmarting yourself and overthinking uh, I don't know how well this is aged um, I mean I, I in terms of the Knicks defensive game plan I, I can't say I have too many issues with it um, I, you mentioned the, the Hartenstein minutes as the smoke you have for Tibbs I don't have much for Tibbs, it's one stretch. It's like you talked about the third quarter being like the important quarter. I thought they needed to have one. I can't believe I'm saying this. One of Julius or Brunson on the floor at all times. That's fair. That's that fair. Stretch at the beginning of the second. In the beginning Jimmy, of the second, they lost. Jimmy and yeah. Bam were sitting, and I was like, "You got to win these minutes as but best at, as possible." But at know? the same time, like, be better. Like right, but who was yeah. on the floor? Like it, there was a stretch, like a good two minute stretch, where it was no RJ, no Brunson, no Ray. Well, no, no. R, R, I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. I think RJ was on the floor for that. Stretch. It was, jo- I, dude, I was staring right at it, and I had, I, I did a legit like wipe my eyes, like when we had wipers. It was Deuce McBride, it was Quentin Grimes, it was Josh Hart, it was Obi Toppin, it was Mitchell Robinson. I couldn't believe it. I want to go back because I don't it think it's quick. as long as you're making it out. But it, it might you might be right. You it was right. quick. Well, give me, I said maybe a minute and a half. And then the next okay. sub was both Randall and Brunson in the game. But those like four or five minutes, I was like, you could take the lead here if you keep one of Julius or Brunson on the floor. Just have them take advantage of some backups. You got 
the I mean, especially if they're both going to play with RJ. But yeah, that stretch, I was like, then then Jimmy and Bam come back in, and you're wondering, okay, will we ever get the get the lead? The rest yeah, of so the game. Grimes Grimes came in for RJ when it was 43 to 36. There was 6:57 left, and then Bronson um, came in. So it was it was 32 seconds. 32 seconds. I knew I wasn't was, going crazy, and nobody John, scored in that 32 seconds. John. 32 seconds is how long that's that's too many seconds. Okay. Mountain molehill, whatever. I could not believe that lineup existed in the repertoire is my point. It it was literally a possession for the remainder of the time that Brunson and Randall were both out of the game. Um, RJ was in Hart was in, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, uh, McBride was in and Obi was in like that should not be a lay down and die lineup uh like it like it was but no that's i mean that's that's fair too look it's those four minutes the deuce minutes where no where instead where brunson was out and it was like rj you run the show and it was like okay i'd actually rather if you're gonna take brunson out put julius in for ob and now it's julius and randall run the show but that's all like that's all i got for tips yeah and, but look i i get there's gonna there's always gonna be tip look it's it's we've talked about this so many times i don't want to talk about it again there's always going to be temptation to blame the coach because blaming the coach means you're not blaming the players and when you're not blaming the players you could still have that comfy warm feeling under your pillow at night with like okay don't worry we're still a good team we're still a good team sometimes you're not the better team and sometimes you're the team that does not deserve to win and the knicks are not the better team in this series the knicks do not deserve to win this series based on how they have played that is the reality of the situation. Are they getting out, Coach? Yeah, they're getting out everything. You know, they're literally getting out everything. But I go back to my experience with the pregame show. I'll see every fan base hates their coach. Every, like, I go stroll through Golden State Warriors Twitter the other night. The the it's it's we've had enough Steve Kerr just, that I've seen. It's Steve Kerr, Joe Mazzulla, mm-hmm. Doc Rivers, well, Mike Budenholzer. Um, I, uh, Mike Malone might lose his job if the Nuggets I, don't get out of the series. I, I'm not sure they're wrong about the Missoula stuff, but that's like not yeah, here nor but there. But that's you know. But like this is the NBA, yeah. you know. It's you know it's the NBA. All right. Anyway, anyway now we got during the game tweets. I'm gonna okay. jump down. Here we go. Thanks everybody for your patience. I know a lot of these came in um an hour ago, uh probably more than an hour ago. So um try to honor everybody's uh. Uh, super chats, but also I've got to try to you know move this along. Todd Rahulik, what's going on, Todd? Say what you want about this team, but at least they're giving it everything they have. Well, everyone but Randall, so tired of his low energy BS. Talk about a super chat that sums up a lot of this night. Uh, thank you, Todd. Appreciate that. Uh, Richard, what's going on, Richard? Uh, shout out to you again. One of our one of our Ewing tier patrons, big time supporter of KFS for a long time. Appreciate you always chiming in here. Sad to say, but I feel tonight we are knocking on heaven's door. We are getting beat down. No two ways about it. Yes. Nope. No, not, not much to add there. Thank you, Richard. Appreciate it. Um, now we got Dan Hidalgo. Couple, uh, we got these back to back. This felt like a Knicks sighting. I know this isn't what you want to hear, but I think the Knicks deserve to go out playing with Knicks ball. May not have changed the outcome, but bad on Tibbs. Okay, what's bad on Tibbs? Uh, I, I don't know what, what is bad on Tibbs. Uh, future is bright, though. A strong RJ in the playoffs is a great consolation prize. Let's go Knicks. Um, I love what we've seen from RJ in the playoffs. I agree the future is bright. I also think that 
you know, for a team that is playing with house money and for a team that outkicked its coverage this year, who, by the way, season's not over yet. Um, it's going to be some, it's going to be some dicey questions this summer. Um, it's going to be dicey, some, some, some tough ones. Uh, so yeah, Will Oliver, some say the heat are still grabbing rebounds. Uh, some would be right. Uh, good call by you. Will Teron blow. What's going on Teron? Knicks fans told me to come back Monday and keep that same energy. Hashtag heat in five. I, I, again, I got, I really do have nothing to push back on any heat fan right now. Um, well, I have pushback on you as fans because I think it's, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. You're the most disgraceful fan base in professional sports. You've been gifted um, one of the absolutely very best organizations in professional sports and certainly in the NBA over more than two decades. And you treat it with the respect of, I, I don't even know what. Um, I think it's disgraceful how Heat fans uh, treat their franchise. Uh, the lack of respect, showing up to games on time. Um, you know, things of that nature. It's just, you know, it's very sad. And uh, that franchise deserves a better fan base. And if you disagree, keep spending money to argue with John Macri right here on the post game, <laughs> Heat fans. In fact, really, really leave as long a chat as you want. You hear what he just said about you. Come on. You don't need to go to live or prime 112. That South Beach will be there tomorrow because, I mean, you guys are always, you were, you were at South Beach in the midway through the third quarter, so it doesn't matter. But, you know what to do, Heat fans. Let John know how you feel. Please. Uh, Huzu. Two sides of Mitch. The Heat planned very well how to get rid of his presence. He's such a dud on offense. He's rendered useless. Got us no boards. Disappointed. It's been a really disappointing series for Mitch. I mean, he just has not been able to exert himself at all. I think, you know... It's funny, not funny, it's something. We heard the Cavs talk in the series, during the series, like, we didn't expect this. Like, we didn't know we were walking into this in terms of Mitchell Robinson and his physicality and his presence on both ends of the floor. So it is very clear that the Cavs did not game plan for Mitchell Robinson in a way that made any sort of material difference. I think it's very obvious that the Heat coming into the series knew full well you could we could talk about Jalen Brunson, we could talk about Julius Randle, we could talk about RJ Barrett. The Heat have switched up coverage coverages on all three of those guys. They knew two things about the Knicks. One, they knew the Knicks survived and thrived based on offensive rebounds and that they were going to do everything humanly possible to make sure they did not come up with those offensive rebounds. That's number one. And number two, they know what the Knicks want to do. They do not want to shoot threes. They want to go inside the arc and they were going to say, all right, you know what? If we're losing this series because the Knicks go out and shoot 37 threes a game and make 38% of those threes a game, sayonara. We'll see you in Cancun. Been a good gamble by them, even though the Knicks uh, 
certainly shot a little bit better from three uh, in this game. And uh, we'll see maybe a trans. And I say they shot a little bit better. <laughs> they ended up shooting nine of 28. They didn't even make 10 threes tonight. They shot 32%. Jesus. Um, first time, long time, John. Uh, this is Robert Cross, by the way. I'm sorry I couldn't get it for you, Robert. Uh, my takeaway from the series is simple. Julius Randle has to be moved in the offseason. I'm done with him. Hashtag 53 wins. Well, look. Um, that's half the equation. You want to get rid of Julius Randle, right? To 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 say that, to say that it it it's it's quite a bit about what you're getting back and what the opportunity would be, you know, to move on from him. I I'm I I, I don't think he's going to be moved. I don't even necessarily think it's imperative to move him this offseason. There's a part of me that, I mean, look, let's see how the rest of the series plays out. There's a part of me who may not even, may, may, may not even think it is like imperative, imperative to move him, period. Depending on what else you could do and, and kind of where that slots him in on the totem pole of this team. Um, I understand why he's the target of frustration for a lot of people tonight. He's certainly the target of my frustration. Um, It's just tough to rely on a player like that to such a significant degree. It's just it's just tough. Hamdy M, what's going on, Hamdy? Um, yeah, uh, GMAC is reminding me they were one of eight from three in the fourth quarter. Um, so they were they, the Knicks were pretty good coming into the fourth from three, and then one of eight. But like, you know, how many different? I uh, that's early in the fourth quarter, especially. Jalen Brunson had a three from the corner, missed. That was after the, the free throws. Um, Grimes missed a wide open corner three. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple other ones I'm forgetting that like, you know, you, you got to come through with that three. That that three, which one three to really to get it down to one or two. I couldn't do it. <sighs> Hamdi, what's going on, Hamdi? Hey, John, so many lost possessions. The opportunities are there. They are not ready yet. And yes, Miami gets credit. I, as I, I find myself agreeing with, with basically everything you usually put in here, Hamdi, and I, I have no disagreement there once again. Um, frustrating as I pour myself another mouthful of wine. Thank goodness for wine. This is good wine, too. All right. Thanks, Hamdi. Appreciate you. Sam Garcia's dad. What's up, Ray? Self-inflicted wounds. Yep. Turnovers. Sloppy play. Stepping out of bounds after a rebound. <laughs> it, was that the... I'm trying to... I'm trying to think about... Are you referring to the one where they... It was the over the backboard and neither... Um, neither like Grimes and RJ like watched it go out of bounds. Or was it another one where they watch the ball uh, go out of bounds? It's too, too many to count. The story started early and just kept going. Hashtag KFS rules. Nick's not so much. Well, I appreciate that. Let's check in really quick on the three categories that have um, been upholding this team all year. Free throws. Um, Nick's actually got to the line tonight and they actually shot pretty well. Like they were 75% on 24 attempts. That's pretty good. So they checked that box. Offensive rebounds. Big loss. They were out offensive rebounded 13 to 8, and they were out rebounded overall 44 to 35. And then turnovers. 
17 turnovers, and the Heat scored 22 points off of those 17 turnovers. Um, the Knicks, um, by contrast, generated 13 turnovers and scored 15 points off those turnovers. So if you take the points off of turnovers and you make them the same, it's a one-point margin. And then I am I don't have a, the second chance check a chance points stat in front of me, but without question, if you flip the offensive rebounding number and you give the Knicks the 13 offensive rebounds and you give the Heat eight, I'm fairly certain that they're they're making up the deficit in this game as well. So it's like if they would have just been able to do the things that they did all year, don't turn the ball over, get offensive rebounds, they win this game. And then when you throw in the poise stuff, which I know turnovers is kind of there as well. And then the shot making. 32% from three. Nine three-pointers made. Add it all up. It's tough to overcome. Busy. What's going on, Busy? What's the point of having a big out there if we give up all those offensive rebounds? Oh, I know. These are long rebounds. Who gets those? Guards. Who has more guards out there? The Heat. Why? Because they are playing small against... Uh, they are playing small adjust Tibbs. So what did you want Tibbs to do? What did you want Tibbs to do? You want him to sit a center? No play, play with no center? Okay, good luck with that. Good luck playing defense with Julius Randle or, or Obi Toppin at the five. Um, sit Julius Randle? Okay, that's an option. Um, I think part of the reason why the Julius Randle conversation feels so imperative is because of this roster construction. If you're in a game like this, you're living by him and you're dying by him. And you're hoping for the best. That's what it is to have Julius Randle on your team and have him have this role on your team by necessity because of what else does or more importantly does not exist on your roster. So I don't really agree that that's an option. So then what else, you know, what else did you want him to do? You want him to bench. I mean, who, who else did you want to put out? I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely perplexed. Who would you want to put out there? I mean, I, I what do you want to see? Hart, RJ, Brunson, and and Grimes was that was that taking you home? I yeah, maybe I, I guess. Um, I just I think this is a Julius Randall question, and I think it's tough to, especially when the guy is making shots. Like it, there does come a point where, as a coach and as an organization, you're like, "All right, this guy's on our team. If he's on our team and he's been in this role all year, well, you know what? We're gonna rely on him." I understand there was an instance in the first round where Tibbs didn't, and it paid off. That was a different series, where I, I think the player that they put in in place of him, Obi Toppin, was much better equipped for that moment. Um. But again, you're telling me Josh Hart, R.J. Barrett, Jalen Brunson, Quentin Grimes, that was the way to go in this game for longer stretches? You might be right. You might be right. I I think that's a tough... I think that's a tough, tough ask. Um, that's a tough ask, but they lost. So, you know, everything's on the table. HamDM, do you think Randall has the potential to be an impactful playoff player or have we seen his ceiling? Um, I mean, the potential. Yeah, I think he has the potential to be a, a, a impact playoff player. I, I 
I do think that there is a ceiling to him on defense in the playoffs against a good offense. Against a smart offense, offense that makes the extra pass. Um which again, that's where the NBA is 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 going, you know. Um dribble play dribble pass shoot, you know, five guys on the court, all of whom who could do that. Like the more guys you have on the court that could do that, the more you're gonna be able to exploit a guy like Randall. Uh Offensively, I think he was a little out of sorts in this game with some of the again some of the offensive fouls that he he the charges or whatever. He was fine on offense. Um, I think he could be a, an impactful player on offense. It's it's the defense and it's the it's more the just like the overall like what are we signing up for tonight? What are what are we getting out of forty minutes of Julius Randall tonight? And just the feeling like you're taking your life in your hands, and how stressful that must be as an organization for a coaching staff for his teammates that's the part that i struggle with and why i think again it's going to be a very interesting offseason for this team kevin danishevsky saying the quiet part out loud with the season pretty much over i am ending moratorium on trade talk oh not yet not yet kev i can't believe i'm saying it but rj is now a must keep and you may need to trade Julius. So the funny thing about the Knicks this offseason, they could trade for a star player without including either of these guys. We talked about it a little bit, but I'll just say it again. Evan Fournier, Derek Rose. Um, I mean, Mitch, depending on the, the player you get back. I mean, you have the salary. Like even just Fournier, Rose, and, uh, and Obi Toppin allows you to take back, I think, something like 43, 44, $45 million in salary. Just those three players, 48 rows top, and you have to pick up Rose's option, obviously. But um, so like it's not about the money, but it is about, and I, I I'm again, I, I may or may not have started writing um in my top offseason questions article earlier today. That's that's how much faith I had co- coming into this game. Um I I think one of them needs to be gone. Like I, the evidence of these two guys on the court, it's been four years now. It, 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 it just doesn't make sense. You know, but I, I would sign with you. I'd much rather keep RJ at this point. Hamdm uh, or Hushsu, no heart. Our team wants to go on vacation. Oh, I can't, I can't co-sign with this at all. No heart. Our team wants to go on vacation. I, that's a bit much. It's pretty obvious. It was a fun season. We'll talk trades uh, when this is all over. I think that's a bit of an overreaction. Hush. They wanted this game. They didn't get it, but they wanted it. JM, the vibes are embarrassing. Again, I think it's if you wanted to say you were embarrassed to be a Nick fan on on uh, Saturday, I wouldn't have gone that far. Going back, rewatching some of that tape, were they out hustled? Yes. Were they were they the more aggressive team? No. But even on Saturday, like I wasn't embarrassed to be a Knicks fan on Saturday. And tonight, nothing close to that. Thanks, Jay. Uh Hajzu. Don't care if I'm being ungrateful. Brunson Hart is clearly playoff ready. Build around them. Keep whoever time keep whoever. Time to go all in. I've seen enough with them. Um, 
I mean, Brunson and Hart, I think, are two playoff players. Again, Hart didn't have a great game today. Hart's, Hart's, listen, Hart's been up and maybe a little bit more up and down in the playoffs than we probably want to admit. I mean, he's had some he's had some dicey turnovers um, that have been, like, hurtful. All things considered, though, he's been great. I want to I sign up Hart to his next contract. I love him. Keep him, make him a Nick for life. Uh, Jalen Brunson, needless to say, make him a Nick for life. I think there are other guys, you know, I think there are other guys on this team who deserve to be here long term and are worth investing in long term and worth considering part of your core. I don't know that there's anyone on this team that I would consider untradeable. They won't, they won't move Jalen Brunson, obviously, but like, you know, which is a gift and a curse, you know, flexibility is good. Thanks, Hush. Uh, Sam Garcia's dad, Ray, with another one. This team won as a team with everyone contributing at key times to wins. And they lost like a team with everyone contributing to this loss. Yeah. Pat Riley's still smarter than everyone. He always will be. Um, yeah, no one's... No one gets absolved in this one. Even, even Brunson for all of his brilliance. And he was brilliant at times. Um, you know, but like... The depth of, for the depth of the team to disappear in such a significant way where, you know, Grimes, again, I know he made the three threes, but like, you know, didn't he, he had some bad missteps on defense. Like he, he had a blow by on or a flyby on on uh, a Kyle Lowry three, I think, during the third quarter. That was not good. Um, he. They, I mean, him and RJ with the with the missed rebound, the early turnovers, like he wasn't really ready for this quickly before he got hurt. Wasn't really ready for this. Didn't seem like it. Obi, not really ready for this. That's tough. Those are the three guys. Those are your three young guys. And like this was a but you hope that the valuable experience pays off. Will all three of those guys be back? I doubt it. But. Yeah, that's what you wanted. You wanted more from those guys. Tyler Spaulding, first time J Mac, but my uh, my good, my God, thirty, get aboard, geez. Um, welcome to the world of super chats, and I agree. Get a get a get a rebound, Julius. Hamdi end with another one. Got to read the game, trust the pass, spray the ball. If you're open, shoot, etc. Yeah, I, I mean, I I do think that they started to do that in the second half a little bit, but even then. The problem is nobody wanted to shoot. Nobody wanted to shoot. I mean, they took 32 threes in the game where the Heat were giving them everything. Any, any threes they wanted. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100, or visit weissandrosenblum.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212 212- 366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. 
If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Richard with another one. Thank you again, Richard. Appreciate your generosity. It's tough to lose must-win games, which is what happened tonight. But I'll go down again with the ship. Love you, KFS. Next forever. Again, Richard, I thank you so much for that. Look, it's tough right now. It's tough. It's really hard. You, 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 I mean, you wanted this game. You wanted this game because, I mean, three and one or three to one. The, the writing's on the wall. You know, and it's, you know, we'll see. We'll see what they do on Wednesday night. We'll see. Jesse D, what's going on, Jesse? Uh, the bench minutes really killed us. Agreed. Starters weren't perfect, but felt like they could have used the break in the second half, where there was no, and there was nowhere to turn to. That's and that's the that's the other part of the bench being so unproductive, not only in this game but really in this series. The feeling like you know you're Tom Thibodeau, and it's like, all right, you got other than your two centers, you got you got five guys you can trust: Brunson, Randall, RJ. And then Harden grabs. Um, it's tough, and, and that, but again, that's where Quickly's. That's where the absence of because Quickly would have got on the court there, in the second in the second half, and Quickly getting on the court that allows you to spell Brunson for a bit. It allows you to spell RJ for a bit, and it probably even allows you to spell Randall for a little bit because you, you figure you could have gone small there with Quickly on the floor. Um, but no quickly that, you know, and again, I know quickly hasn't had a good postseason, but I still think Tibbs would have trusted quickly there to, to, to come in for, you know, 10 minutes and give, and in that 10 minutes, you could have gotten Brunson three minutes of rest. You could have gotten RJ three minutes of rest. You could have gotten Randall three minutes of rest. And instead, none of those guys were able to rest. You know, I think that's where the loss of quickly really, really hurt you. Dan Hidalgo, proud of the squad. Keep moving forward. I hope everybody's proud of the squad. That's why I like the embarrassing stuff. It's just like, I can't, I, I can't co-sign that. Um, I get it's not the ending you want. And you know what? For 29 teams every year, like very rarely is it the ending you want, you know? Uh, very rarely is it the ending you want. I mean, occasionally, like if you're a Magic fan, you're probably dancing into this offseason. Um, you know, the Thunder should probably feel great about themselves. Um, but like any of the teams that lost in the first round of the playoffs or in the play-in, other than the Thunder, are any of those teams feeling good? 
Are any of the other teams that are going to lose in the second round, other, other than, again, if the Knicks lose, are any of those teams going to go into the offseason feeling great? Like, and the reason you should be proud of this Knicks squad, and again, their season is not over yet. The reason you should be proud of this squad is because they have come so far and they've done it with effort and and doing all the right things. And I understand that all the right things that have gotten them to this point are suddenly seemingly vanishing. Again, give credit to the two, the two reasons why we are seeing this. Playoff atmosphere, it's a different animal. And give credit to the opponent for being up to the challenge. Sam Garcia's dad, uh, demoralizing. Yes. Yeah, definitely demoralizing. True statement. Over under five minutes into the game, Randall is booed in MSG. Oh, man, I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, I, look, we're all frustrated with Randall right now. I, I don't want to hear any boos. On Wednesday night, that would be a, that would be such a rough way to end the year. I, I hope that's not the case. Uh, Charlie Boy third, what's going on, Charlie Boy? Hey, John, uh, the lack of poise, execution, and effort tonight was disappointing. Again, I, I, I thought the effort was there. I, I I really do want to go back and watch that fourth quarter. I specifically, I want to go back and watch all the offensive rebounds and see was it a lack of effort or was it just a lack of execution? Maybe it, semantics. It doesn't matter. Uh, credit to the Heat, but everything starts with Julius Randle. Yep. It's so maddening when it looks like a player doesn't care as much as you do. Hashtag F the Heat. And the, and you know, and, and, and here's the worst part. We're sitting here. We're watching this from Julius. And you start to you know, ask yourself, oh, maybe something's going on in his personal life. Maybe... You know, maybe the new baby isn't sleeping. Maybe someone looked at him the wrong way in the locker room. You know, maybe he he took something the wrong way that somebody said about him or to him or because when you have a player that has, again, I'm not putting words in anybody's mouth that has admitted that has admitted openly to struggles and difficulties with the mental aspect of the game. When you have that player on your roster, it forces you when he has games like this and series like this to ask all of these sorts of questions about, Oh, what, what, what might it? And part of being a reliable tentpole player for an organization is that they can rely on you, you know, and, and not have to worry about, oh, is this a bad week for Julius or is this a bad day for Julius or whatever? It, it, it really does. It just makes it very difficult. You know, like we talk all, all I talk a lot about how like Zion Williamson, like I, I it was funny talk about ironic. I sent in a chat, a text, uh, or maybe I said it on one of these, but we were talking about it with my, my buddies, Yash and Bernard, about like, would you trade Julius for Zion? You know? And my point was like, hey, listen, Julius goes out there and plays every day. Zion, like, how do you game plan if you're a franchise? How do you game plan for a guy that, like, maybe he plays 60 games this year? Maybe he plays 16 games this year? Um, how do you work? How do you deal with that? Well, what we're talking about here with Randall it's a different version of that because even though he is 
he's there physically for the games. What whether he's there, you know, mentally and emotionally in the way that you need him to be there to win high level games against serious competition. You know, that's a that's that's almost like the Zion thing. You know, in terms of a de- from a dependability standpoint. It's tough. Uh, Ray Garcia with another one. Thank you again to Sam Garcia's dad. I have Sam Garcia's grandma wearing her RJ jersey and Sam Garcia's other grandma wearing a Meta World Peace jersey and nothing helped. Well, yeah, I have a pair of lucky socks that I feel like I should have put on before tonight, but I didn't. I take full responsibility. Ian Livernoche, Macri drink. Does the NBA have a referee problem, you think? Man. I will drink to that. Um, look, the, the refereeing is not why the Knicks lost this series. That said, like, I, I do think the Miami illegal screens have been pretty egregious. I do think they get away with a lot of shit. In, in addition to the illegal screens, didn't think the whistle was great tonight. You know, you knew all this coming in. You know, it's part of the game plan. It's not why they lost. Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? And shout out to Jessica. She was trying to pick up all of our spirits in the, the Zoom at halftime for all the newsletter subscribers, which I appreciated. I thought of you as they were trying to make a comeback there in the second half. Um, grab two at MSG and tie it up, or at least one, um, to avoid... Well, it's game five at MSG, and then it goes back to, to Miami for game six. Uh, you got to give Robert his hashtag 53 wins, a rough watch, but hey, it's all house money. Let's go Knicks. It would be fitting to end the season with 53 wins. Now, that would come on, that would have to come on Wednesday at MSG. I, I hope they get it. I hope they get it. I'll say that. Haitian Ferg, what's going on, Haitian? How are you, my man? Um, name the coach that was available that would have done better. The answer is always blame the coach, but why are we so quick to blame him for everything when so when things go so wrong and, when, and credit and no credit when things go right? Well, that's that's the nature of you know it's the nature of um sports, certainly the nature of the NBA. Um you know I, <laughs> We don't have to do a whole Tibbs thing right now. I thought Tibbs did some nice things tonight. Uh, he made the adjustment everybody wanted to make. He showed the appropriate amount of desperation, I thought, in the second half. Um, you know, like I said, like maybe leave it. I I would have, I probably would have pulled Mitch a little bit, but like the the thing when you're talking about like give credit where credit, why, why does nobody give credit and why is everybody so quick to blame? The reason we're all sit, we're all sitting here and, and we're shocked. Well, I'm not shocked, but some people are shocked by what we're seeing from the Knicks is because they have set such a high bar over the course of the year. And many factors go into that. The front office for assembling the roster, needless to say the players themselves, but like the coach, you know, plays a role in that too. And my my point always specifically when it comes to Thibodeau is his like rigidity is the thing that gets under people's skin the most, which is kind of ironic because the thing that got under people's skin in this series was the fact that he he went away from what was like the 
this stable thing and he he actually tried something like different and it it didn't work um whatever the rigidity and the, the, the being a stickler for details and like being a you know kind of a, a stick in the mud and the whole any pejorative thing you want to say about the way he goes about his business as an NBA head coach all of that is part of why the the culture is the way it is now if you're that sort of coach like coach Budenholzer is that kind of coach and Benji had a tweet after he was fired to this effect it's like when you know you ha- you also have to assess whether that coach that could is- instill the foundation can also take you to the promised land i don't think we see the level of a lack of game planning you know and the lack of adjustments from from tibs that we see in some other coaches obviously a lot of a lot of people would disagree with me on that um but yeah, in short, like if the Knicks lose a series in five or six games or whatever, there's not going to be a person out there, like an NBA media person or even like a beat writer for the Knicks that is going to pin this on tips. You know, uh, Frank Miranda, what's going on, Frank? What's up, Max? It's your boy Frank from Patreon. I apologize for all the RJ slander. I thought it was RJ and Randall that couldn't coexist. It is Randall and Mitch that cannot. Someone has to go. Hashtag embarrassing. Man, again, it's like the, the the hoops IQ. Why is Julius Randle trying so hard to shoehorn the ball into perhaps the least skilled offensive player? I forget about it on the Knicks roster. He's one of the five least offensive skilled players in the league, Mitchell Robinson. Like, why is why is Julius Randle bending? And some of those passes were beautiful. But like, why are you bending over backwards instead of kicking it out to a three-point shooter? That's what I mean about like the heat kind of got in the Knicks' heads and specifically in Julius Randle's head. Like, that's not that's not where your path to success lies. Trying to get the ball down to Mitch down low, like in a crowd, because it's always going to be in a crowd. If it wasn't in a crowd, the passes wouldn't have been so difficult. Um, yeah, I I don't know, I don't. The Knicks have some rejiggering with this roster to do. Uh, Wombler. I don't want to hear about the shooting. Okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, yes, we need shooting, but defense rebounding and smarts lost us the game. Uh, Julius will never be a winning player on an elite team. Maybe you're right. Um, like, okay. Yeah. Look, the, needless to say, the lack of the ability to get a defensive rebound in the fourth quarter is what lost in the game and the lack of poise or smarts, as you put it, the, the smarts that you're referring to. I do think that there is a certain amount of like that comes with playoff experience. So I'm not too worried about that. Rebounding like this team has been an elite rebounding team from, well, that's not quite true. For a lot of the year, they've been a good defensive rebounding team. Um, at times, they've been a really good defensive rebounding team. And certainly when it counts, they keep teams off the offensive glass. Tonight, they did not. It is why they lost this game. As far as the as far as far defense goes, I, I, I want to look it up. In the playoffs, now take it with a grain of salt, whatever. I mean, the Knicks are neck and neck with the Cavs. For the second best defense in the in the postseason, 
Lakers have the best defensive rating in the playoffs, 105.5. Cavs, 107.3. Knicks, 107.5. And then the next best team after that, by the way, is the Grizzlies at 110.0. So, like, they are neck and neck for second, and they're a, a mile above fourth. Um, the Knicks have defended well enough to win this series. I'm sorry, but they have. I know it hasn't been perfect. I didn't think they lose. They lost this game because of defense tonight. Richie V feels like the second half that we will never forget. Yeah, this one's. I'm gonna want to forget this. Um. Yeah, I wonder how. how I wonder how memorable the series is going to be long term, or if it's going to be one that we just kind of <laughs> throw in the old recesses of the brain. We'll see. Uh, Kevin Danishevsky with another one about. About the game, you tip your cap. It is awesome to see Brunson and RJ end the year on a high note. Brunson kept us in it. RJ's been our second best playoff guy. And that's the thing. Like, again, a lot of silver linings coming in, or a lot of a lot of things to be excited about and be hopeful about and be encouraged and excited about coming into the playoffs and coming into this series. I think to if you to exit this series, even if it go if it goes the way it looks like it's going. Where it's like, man, Bronson, RJ, okay. We could work with that. That's big. That's big. We'll see what happens this offseason. Sam Garcia, Julius Randle is not a 16-game player. I don't, I don't know that there's a ton of evidence to the contrary right now. Sam? Um. Bulldog boxing promotions. What drives me the most nuts is we're getting outscored with Jimmy on the bench. Minus four today, minus 10 in game three. How do we lose those minutes? Because you, the Knicks are running partial bench units as well. And um, the Knicks, the Knicks depth hasn't come up big in the series. They, it just hasn't. Like what was their strength for the entire season and what was largely a strength in the Cleveland series has not been a strength in this series. Josh, so focused. I hope you don't start by saying this is the last one. I was actually happy with their play today compared to the last one. I, yeah, in a lot of ways, for sure. Uh, Miami hit shots long enough to keep us down and made us work in the end. This is when you tip your cap to Miami, not the la- not the hashtag last one. I mean, in the third quarter there, just the shot making from Miami's role players. You have to tip your cap. You just have to. Drew P, second round experience for the core. I appreciate them. Okay, I like this comment too. It's good. I, I, again, I think there's good amount of perspective in this post game. It's not what I was expecting. We'll see. Maybe we got more more negativity coming. Uh, John, Jesus Christ, Shield Shieldkraut. I hope no defense, no hustle, no leadership. Awful turnovers. I have a hard time believing Randall could be a major piece on a contender. I think that's the overarching sentiment. I, I man, I wish I I wish I had the ability to push back here because I there is still a big part of me that feels very bad about how how sour things turned last season. And I was the driving force behind a lot of that. And I will always feel bad about that. 
because as I, as I've said, it became it became personal for me. Um, I don't think this is personal though. This is just like we're seeing it. It's just it is what it is, and it's tough. Manny, what's going on, Manny? Manny Campos. Series feels like a YMCA run where you keep getting beat. Old dudes getting beat by old dudes because they know exactly how to muck things up and frustrate you without getting caught. There's some of that. There's some of that. There's, there's also a lot of skill on this Heat team, though. A lot of skill. Thank you, Manny. Um, Greg Moran. Jalen Brunson deserves better. Yeah, I know. He's been. He's really has been great. I mean, to 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 look at the start that he's gotten off to in his playoff career and it's kind of, you know, now getting brushed aside, unfortunately, because of how the series is going. But I mean, what else can you say? Ryan, what's going on, Ryan? I'm on to the bigger picture. Now we have Jalen Brunson locked up for, well, actually you got him locked up for two more years because he has a player option in that last year. I could pretty much guarantee he's not going to be opting into that. um, Barring injury, which we hope is not the case. He's currently averaging 27 points per game in a playoff series where the Knicks can't score. Let's not forget. No, and and thinking big picture, thinking long-term, thinking after this series and playoff run are over. You know, I I keep thinking back to uh, something Jamal Crawford said during the Cavs series and uh, New York basketball tweeted it out. I have it saved in my, my emails about so people, NBA players are looking at what Jalen Brunson is doing. He's the type of guy someone's going to want to come and play with. He's a guy. He's a guy you know is going to be there and make it count. Colin B, the heat of the better team. How do we improve this offseason? Well, listen, like we could be here all night talking about that. We'll talk about that when the time is right. I would not just run it back, though. I'll say that. True statement. If Quick is out, would you consider Fournier over Obi in the second unit? No. Bench desperately needs scoring. Thanks for hanging in there, J-Mac. Least I could do. Um, no, I'm not going to Fournier right now. I, I, I'd cut it. I, I, I'm, I have no issue going with... Um, I have no issue giving, giving Deuce some minutes. thought that was fine. I just cut Obi out and I'd go with eight men. I'd go with the with Hardenstein, Deuce, and Josh Hart off the bench. You know, from here on in. I'm not I'm not going to any of these guys that are out of the rotation. Luke Shamoon. What's going on, Luke? You don't have to shoot well to play well. Rang true all season. Well, Julius proved the inverse to be true as well tonight. Piss poor effort. That's a great fucking comment by you, Luke. You don't have to shoot well to play well, but you can sure play like shit, even though you do shoot well. That's a great job. Brian Les, what's going on, Brian? Rooting for the 90s Yankees, I saw them beat many teams in October who had more talent but less playoff medal. You can only beat grizzled vets by matching intensity and fundamentals. The Knicks aren't there yet. I think, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. Yet. Yet is the operative word there. And I believe that yet is the operative word there because I believe this team has a core. I know it's not the Heat's core or the core of some other teams around the league, but with Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson, and hopefully RJ Barrett too, 
CJ Cervantes. What's going on, CJ? Uh, Julius Randle is not the guy. No heart, no hustle. Miami wanted it more tonight. Devastating loss. I, I can't get to devastating. Um, <laughs> I've been here for some devastating losses. I don't know that this was devastating. This is really tough for a lot of reasons and in a lot of ways. And it's like obviously disappointing that the season might be over. But I, I do think they showed heart. Um, oh, wait, you're, you're referring to Randall. No heart, no hustle. That's the thing. Is like, you know, we said a lot of shit about Jalen or about Julius Randall tonight. I fully believe that he wants it. I fully believe that he wants to win. I fully believe that he cares about winning. I think there's a lack of awareness. I think there's a lack of situational awareness. I think there's a lack of self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rowan Sr. What's going on, uh, Rowan? Hey, John. I love Tibbs. Spolster's better. Amen. You're not going to get an argument from me. I started saying it two nights ago. I'll say it again. I think think he's the best coach. One of the two best coaches the NBA has seen since I've been watching the sport. I, 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 it's pop. It's pop in him. As far as I'm, and pop had Tim Duncan. And pop be the first person to tell you I had Tim Duncan. Um, not that Spo hasn't had some guys. Spo has had some guys. But Spo also took a team that was uh, 11 and 31 or 11 and 30, I think, or 10 and 31, whatever they were. Now, granted, he got them to that point. He was the coach of the team that was, that got to 10 and 31 in the first place. But for, that's still the most impressive thing I think any coach has ever done to take a team that is in those depths and to turn around and flip that record on its head over the second half of the season. I still can't believe he did that um, whenever he did that. Anyway, I think that's what people are seeing and they're processing it as bad Tibbs or as Tibbs bad spoke good, not zero sum. Yeah, like again, look around, go through the go through the list of coaches in the playoffs, in the playoffs who have won series in these in these playoffs. <laughs> To say nothing of the coaches that have won championships in recent years that are out of a job. Uh, it's a tough, it's a tough profession. And all get all the more credit because like, and, and that's that's the thing is like you have the, the NBA, the way the sport is is consumed now, you have such smart people out there, you know, like like you know, who could see the film like Benji and and DJ for us. And there's a lot of other people out there and are able to comment and, and analyze so insightfully. Um, And so like it becomes so easy to criticize the coach. And that is why I give all the credit in the world to the people who have the ability to analyze and watch the film and point to like, okay, this thing is not making sense. Here's why it might not be making sense. Here are the other options that could go. And then in the same breath, also add that, that ever-important context of I'm not like we don't know everything that they know. We don't have access to all the information that they have access to. We are not in us analyzing this piece of film. We're not dealing with caveat XYZ that may be going on behind the scenes that we have no awareness of. And, you know, 
God love the content creators out there who, who pour over the film and put the time into this stuff and, 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 and put out blog posts and, and podcasts and what have you. I, I just wish there was a little bit more. You will we'll talk about awareness, self-awareness, awareness of, Hey, yes, we see what we see on the film. It's obvious. Everybody, it, it's it now. It is obvious because you can turn, go to any Twitter feed. So many people are doing a great job with this stuff. But at least to acknowledge, like, hey, there's probably some stuff going on here that we may not be privy to, um, and it it probably adds some context because the odds are, because every fan base has these people out there who do this stuff. The odds are that like 26 or 27 head coaches in the NBA aren't idiots as people in their respective fan bases would paint them to be. The odds are that is not the case. That the people who have risen to the top of this profession suddenly forgot how to do their job. Um, the odds are that is not the case. So let's all, you know, again, when we do our homework and we put out these insightful film threads and so on and so forth, let's have a little bit of humility, um, you know, and, and, and be careful with our verbiage. And, and and how we how we discuss this stuff. Uh, I will now get off my soapbox and and go back to the super chats. Apologies, Andrew. That that was probably about two minutes longer than he would have liked. Uh, Bulldog boxing promotions with another one. I don't want to hear about Tibbs being out coached tonight. Played Grimes forty minutes like how fans have begged. Great challenge that felt big in the moment. Um, agreed. Good challenge. Good challenge. Good coaching performance. Just got beat. 